What we want to do tonight is to try to understand one of the most powerful kalim that we can use in our Vedas Hashem. The different kalim that we have in our repertoire of trying to move forward as B'nai Aliyah. Perhaps for us there's something more compelling to use different kalim as mechanisms of change because our explicit mission and um, direction is to assist people in embracing a different way of life and change. In any position of Chinuch or Kiruv, very often the goal is to move a person from place A to place B through a process of change. The goal of Chinuch is not merely to supplement a person with additional information, but rather to allow him the capacity to be someone different. If we in our own experience of life and growth haven't become radically different from what we were before, how in the world do we have the capacity to teach someone else to do that? someone comes to me and they ask me how do you play guitar so I'll say to them well you know I've read 10 books on playing guitar so they say fine and then they bring a guitar in I say well I've never, I've never actually touched a guitar but I know everything about it I know the strings I know, I know everything but you know nothing because until you've experienced it you really have no power to teach someone else so imagine like you go out there and you want to work with a marshal in Kiev. And Be'etzim, uh, you grew up from, and you're now from, and you're always going to be from, and you never experienced an internal movement. And now a guy comes to you and he says, uh, Rabbi, I'm having a problem. I don't know how to start keeping Shabbos. It's really hard for me. So he said, it's actually not hard at all. I've been keeping Shabbos my life, and it works beautifully. You just have to do it. But you've never, you've never moved, so how can you possibly teach someone else to do it? So we're looking for Kalim to move. And the truth is, it's actually very important to move because there's this thing that we talk about specifically in Elul, it's called Shuvah. And Shuvah means that we have to become someone different from who we were before. Kaloshan Harambam, the Midar Kashav, the Shanois Eshmo, Meshanois Shmoi, Kloima, Ani Acher. No, that's a direct quote, but it's close enough. The Rambam says, which means you have to be somewhat different. You know, the Bale Musa said that the Tachlis of Elul is not to be. You have to be different from what you were before. So you have to be different. How do you become different? How do you become different? So there's this Musa called a Musavad. A Musavad, in the way that I have practiced it in the last 20 years, and the way that... Uh, perhaps through Rav Leuchter, who perhaps through Rav Olbi kind of adopted this kind of mahalach. And I think it, it does um, collaborate well with the base. When, when I explain to you what I'm doing, you'll probably find the Tzadah Shoveh and the, you'll understand maybe what, if you've ever read Aleishur Chelek base, it's not designed to be read, it's designed to be worked. So maybe you'll have an understanding. I'll perhaps deal first of all what a Musavite isn't and then describe what a Musavite is. What a Musavite isn't is the following thing. A group of people get together and they try to become big tzaddikim and they try to become better than they were before. So they take on takonas. The marshal, the edel, so everyone takes on takonah of 
Shmir Seinaim. When I go into the street, if I'm short sighted, I'll take my glasses and I'll look down on the ground. Or when I go into the street, the Rambam, that uh, there's only Machshavis Nashim, it's only Nimtso in Lev, which is Ponim in Achokma. So I'll be misboining in the Sugya that I'm learning. And, and next week, we have to make a Takona. So the week afterwards, we'll say, well, again, close to Rosh and now we're going to make a Takona Malchus. And then we say, the Bracha of Melech Oilam, we'll do that. So now I'm doing Shmir now I'm doing Melech Oilam. And the week afterwards. And the cumulative thing, trying to make on all these Takonas to make us better and better and better. So then, um, and change and change and change. So then that's going to be um, a Musavad. That, as a program, obviously is doomed to fail because you can imagine after five weeks or five Takonas, you'll become overloaded and everything will just fall by the wayside. So what is a Musavad the way that I've practiced it and um, seen incredible results in terms of my own life and in the life of others to the degree that many people, even though we're having Vaidim once a week, they would say, Beth and the Vaid is the focus of my week and it's changed everything else in my life. What do you, how does it work? What's it all about? And, and let's think about that. Good? Sounds exciting. I'm excited. Um, step number one when engaging in Avodi Samusa the first thing you have to take away from your conscious mind is the desire to change as long as you are fired by the desire to change and you look at the Musavad as the way that it's going to make you into that person you always wanted to be, you will have no <coughs> chance of success for the following reason. The purpose of the Vad is to separate ourselves from living in the Midas and to begin living in the Seichel. Now to those unfamiliar with that experience, it may be hard to understand the words I've just said. But really we exist on two separate planes. There's the plane that we exist on, whereas we're deeply involved in the life. Right now we're speaking and you're thinking, we're involved in this moment, in this room. And that plane is a plane of experience. And there's a plane above that, which is a plane of awareness. I can make you all aware. On the, on, in this moment, I'll make you all aware. I want you all to be quick, quickly think about the way they're holding your bodies and the way your hands are positioned and why are you doing that? Why are some of you stroking your moustaches, others tugging on your beards? Why are you sitting that way? Wouldn't it be better to sit upright in a good position? And as you think about that and the way you're sitting and the way you're using your hands and are you fiddling and are you fidgeting, think about yourself, where would your hands like to be right now? And the minute I say those words to you, all of a sudden you become aware of where your hands are. Now I want you to make aware of how you're feeling right now. Are you a little bit anxious or excited? Are you bored out of your brains? How are you feeling right now? Are you feeling a little bit nervous that I may call on you and say something obscene about the way that you're sitting? How are you feeling right now? When I ask you the question, how are you feeling right now? You have to lift yourself above where you are and think about your feelings. Let me ask you a further question. What are you thinking about right now? What are you thinking about right now? What is, it, what is kind of the thought that's crossing your mind? And when I ask you that question, you're now lifting yourself above your thoughts and looking in from on top. So what I've done is I've moved you from being above your body, above your emotions, and even above your thoughts. I've moved you into the world of consciousness, another word for seichel, 
or seichel, another word for consciousness. In that plane, when you exist in that plane, your life can become transparent. However, Kohlsman, I didn't ask you how you were sitting. You had no idea how you were sitting. Kohlsman, I didn't, know, asked, didn't ask you how you were feeling. You had no idea how you were feeling. Because you were in the feeling. You went on top of it. And Kohlsman, I didn't ask you how you think. You had no idea what you're thinking because you were in the thoughts and on top of the thought. In order for us to be able to, first of all, take the first step towards change, we have to take a step out of ourselves. I don't know if I've given you the example before, but this for me was when I was very, in the very early stages of Avoida, there was a takona that we had, we were working on taivas achila. Taiva in general, and one of the takonas was in regard to taivas achila. And the takona was as follows. The takona was, to we recognized that the, the lambdas of taivas achila wasn't the food you ate, the kind of food you ate, the amount that you ate, but rather the manner in which you ate the food. And what the taiva wanted to do is to get the food into my stomach in if it could, it would like to bypass the eating process. You just go, Rush! attack it. Kari doyes. Rush! So I got this, I got this Le Marshall, a hamburger there. But it's in. If I look around and maybe no one watching, I take this bun and I just bury my face. <laughs> so today to create a distance between the taiva and myself, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the opposite to the derecha taiva. And as the taiva says to me, eat for stuff mouth, I say, Slow, easy, and I take the food and I move it gently and slowly towards my mouth, recognizing that the food will not escape my grasp, and therefore there is no reason for it to be worried or me to be worried, and it's almost at my lips right now, and I'm going to resist the temptation to do the two centimeter lunge, and I'm going to keep it there, and I'm going to keep it there. And when it comes to my mouth, I'll do something incredible. I'll open my mouth. And I open my mouth, and I put the food in my mouth, and then I do something else, which is so not yeshivish. Chew. <laughs> chewing. 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 And I'm going to chew this food until it goes into a fine paste, aiding the process of digestion incredibly, and swallowing it, and it will glide down my throat, and slip into my intestines, Gently going through the digestive tract. Beautiful. So I was doing this. I was doing the attack. I was tucker doing this, and I had sandwiches. So I was sitting by myself in a room, sandwich on table, hands on lap, and it came time for that very first bite. I took my hand towards my sandwich, <coughs> and I lifted it up, and gently and slowly, carefully and tranquilly moved it towards my mouth. And as the temptation grew ever greater to do the lunge, I resisted the temptation and waited for the food to arrive at my mouth, upon which occurrence I opened it up like the great jaws of a mighty shark and closed my teeth on the sandwich and then gently placed the sandwich back on the table, placed my hand back on my lap, and I did that incredibly new experience of chewing. And I chewed and I chewed. And as I was chewing, I was thinking, wow, this is such a different experience of eating. This is so incredible. This is amazing. This is such a great experience of eating. And then, <gasps> without me even knowing it, my hand had decided to lunge for more sandwich. I thought to myself, I never asked you to do that. Hello, what are you doing, mate? But my hand had just kind of gone towards the sandwich and was already bringing it towards my mouth. 
And in that moment, it was a life-changing moment. Because it's the first time I saw with absolute clarity the distance between me and my meta. It's Ki'ilu, my meta was something so different from me. I was actually in the opposite place to where my meta was going. I was thinking about Taiva Sakhila and how I shouldn't be Tachas Shlita Sataiba, and my hand was grabbing for food. So in that moment, I recognized what it meant to live in the Seichel. And that's one of the primary goals of Avoida is to learn to live in the Seichel. Because, and if you actually now go through Mrs. Tisharim, you understand that's in the kudah what Sahira says. Because in order for us to make any choice, we have to be able to think about what we are doing. Because man, we don't think about what we're doing. We can't possibly decide whether we should or not. Because we're in the moment, and there's no decision. There's just it. Here we are. We're living. In order to decide about, we have to extract ourselves. So really, not only is the Musavad enabling us to change, but it's actually enabling us to become Bnei Adam and give us the Kirch of Bechir, which Rabbeinu Yoyna remarks, is a Maila. It's not Mukhrach. In fact, I would perhaps submit that the majority of the people living in the world today do not utilize their Bechir at all. And the way of doing it is see how well artificial intelligence is advancing to the degree that one could foresee, foresee in the not-too-distant future we'll connect some electrodes to our body which will monitor us for let's say a month which will generate an algorithm which will be able to predict from being with us for a month what our next actions would be and then we can just take this artificial intelligence and convert it into a robot and then it will do everything that I do and it will react to situations where I react and therefore my life is bottle mevutal because it's been replaced by a robot. So how do I recognize if I'm using my Bechira if there's no predictable trajectory and that when you look at yourself this year you think, whoa, I could have never seen myself being here last year. That means you've been using your Bechira. But if you kind of follow the pathway that everyone said, oh yeah, good boy, yeah, yeah, and, we know, and you kind of have that predictable trajectory, so then that's a raya kimat muhrachas that you haven't used your Bechira. Because Bechira brings into the world unknown variables and unknown choices and it's impossible to predict. So this allows us, yes, are you saying that this thing that you did with the food is a good thing or a bad thing? I'm saying it's a, it's a very, good it's a very good thing. It's a very good thing. Very good. Like, not just good, like super good. Like, one out of ten? No? Ten out of ten. Um, you're also saying you don't have an issue of being predictable because you're also predictable now. Once you perfect your eating skills, the robot can do the same thing. Slowly, you also, you being predictable is a good thing too. Well, no. Predictable is never a good thing. But you're eating sound predictable, you know? No. So what happens like this. So now I know what Taiva Sakhila is. Now what do I do with that? So this is step one. Step one is this why I said it's important not to want to change on an explicit Rotson Dicker level. Right? What happens when I want to change? So when I want to change, it's of me to be something different than I am now. The minta become chayev to do something, it creates an internal emotional pressure to produce a given result. The moment I have a, a, a drive to produce a given result, either I will distort things to fill in that rotson, because that's what the rotson does, or else I'll become a Jewish when I don't succeed. So what I want to do is now, step number one in Avoida is removing from our Mokum of Rotson, the desire to change, and instead of ourselves looking at how we're going to become better, we just are curious as to how we work. We're not interested in becoming better, we're interested in understanding how we work. And therefore, there's no such thing when you're doing a ride, as we'll shortly explain 
what this means. When you're doing a vayad and you have a ha'ara, an insight on what happened, there's no such thing as a good insight or a bad insight in terms of say it better. There's no such thing as succeeding or failing. The takona would be to say brachas b'kavona. And one guy comes back and he says, the entire week, aposhet, didn't say a single bracha with kavona. That ha'ara is as valuable and as important as the person that comes back and says, whoa, changed my life. Every bracha was kavona. Neither one is more of a success or more of a failure. And I will continue to explain why. Quick question from Avraham Shami. Uh, do you think that in order to get the use, you have to be uh, conscious about every single Great question. That is the heuristic Ashaila. When we learn Mrs. Australian, we can explore that. It does seem that way, and it seems absurd to expect that. Great. Great. But I'm just going to focus on this because you've got a lot to cover and a very little time. Here we go. So this is what happens. We have to take away from ourselves this is nothing. We have to be different. We have to change. Because the minute we are like that, we'll lose the koyach of shlita on the seichel because we'll become meshuchad in our rotson to become better. And therefore, when we doesn't produce the results we want, either we'll become, we'll rationalize and say, no, taka, I did it. Or we'll become meyush and say, oh, I'm failing, I'm failing. And it won't be good. <coughs> and it won't be good. And it won't be good. So let's, let's think about how we go about this. How is a vayad structured and what is the purpose? A vayad is structured in the following way. You get a group of people together. Now having that group of people together is crucial because a vayad is not a shear and the person who is the rosh vayad is not going to deliver information to the chavra vayad. It is a group work where everyone's participation is crucial and valuable because this is what happens. I'll give you an overview of the format of a vayad and then we'll reflect on how it works. The format of a vayad, it happens on a weekly basis, depending on the amount of people in the vayad, it can be an hour, an hour and a half. Let's say an average number for a vayad or a good number is between six and eight people. At the beginning of the vayad session, one chooses a middle to work on. The way that one chooses that middle to work on is through a skoma by the chavra vayad, they all decide they want to work on. Zahiris, Anova, and then stage one. Once you've decided what you'd like to work on, you all go out and you go searching. You go searching for Makaris in the Yam HaTalmud, in the Chamishei Chumshei Torah, in Tanakh, wherever you want. You go looking for a Makar which supports the particular Midah that you'd like to deal with. And after a week, you come back. And one guy has a Makor from the Rabbeinu Yoyna. And someone else has a Pasuk or the Rashi. And someone else has a Rambam. And you go through the Makoras and you sift between them, deciding on which Makor would be the best one to work on through collective agreement to work on for Mahalachin Avoida. So you decide you're going to work on the Marshal Shtika. And you're going to learn, the first mocker you're going to work on is the Mishnah at the end of Perk Aleph of Eloi Matsuasi Lukuf Toiv Mishtika. And you're going to go to feed the parish of the Bartanur, Lomizogen, or the Rabbeinu Yonah, Lomizogen. And you've decided now, step number one is you find the Makor, you know the Noise. Now you have to fashion from that a Takona. Something that you can do for one week and only for one week. And the week afterwards, you stop doing it. You do it for one week and only one week. And the week afterwards, you stop doing it. What's the goal of the Takana? The goal of the Takana is to shed light on my life, klape this meda. So let's say we work on shtika. And lo matas le guftoiv mi shtika. We actually decide to learn the maral. And the maral says, guf is dafka. 
and that's because there's two places where the Dibur comes from. The Dibur can come from the Seichel, the Dibur can come from the Guf. When the Dibur comes from the Guf, so it's unthought, it's reflexive, how many times do people say, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Well, who is in control of the words that you did say? So that's called a reflex. There's certain debris which are reflex, they're instinctive debris that they don't go through the, to the process of a shikuladas and boom, you just spit them out. So lo matos le guf toy mishtik, if I want to attack in the guf and make it, I have to think, think, and then speak. So we decide that in order to test this out, we're going to make a takana. And the takana is, before replying, when asked a question, pause for five seconds. Pause for five seconds. So someone asks you a question, and you go, someone says to you, um, what, do, what, do you think, what do you think, uh, what do you think about the elections? What do you think about the elections? <coughs> so you, you pause. Pause. And then you reply. Okay, great. So all the chavravais, they found you on, on board with the corner. Off they go in their merry ways. A week later, you come back. You say, Shimon, how is, how is, what's your aura? Shimon says, it was the, the hardest thing in the world for me. Someone asked me a question, and I felt, I had to reply to them. I felt so awkward. I felt so stupid. And I actually, I spent five seconds thinking, this is so awkward, this is so awkward, this is so awkward. And then I replied. So, okay, that's very interesting. And now, this, also, this is when the magic starts to happen. As the Rosh Vahed, you're pulling out from each person his Tchunas HaNefesh. So he says that. And then the person next to you, his name is Ruvain, he says, that's so funny. That's such a different experience. When I was quiet, it allowed me to think. And I land up giving much more quality replies. And the person that I responded to, he listened better. And the whole interaction was a different world. So then I look at Ruvain, I look at Shem, and I say, that's fascinating. He was awkward. He wasn't awkward. I wonder why not. And then I say, well, I think this could be a cultural thing. Because Shimon comes from England. And in England, there's an overemphasis, perhaps, on polite, being polite. And the five-second gap is extremely impolite. So that filled him with anxiety as to what can I do? And he's awkward. Whereas Ruvain comes from South America. In South America, you reply when you want to. There's no bichlal, there's, there's no there's no hechech, you'll even reply. <laughs> so therefore you have you have the luxury to think. <coughs> so I say, wow, there's a cultural difference. But it could be that there's also actually a tchunas different. And as you go around the vide, you start to recognize this amazing truth that I am the only one in the world who functions and thinks the way I do. And then you recognize that normality is not normality, it's just the way I do things. And there's actually no normality. There's just the way I do things and the way he does things. And in the course of this discussion, what happens is, slowly but surely, all the Chavri start to understand themselves better. And that they start to understand the Midah better. And they become enlightened. And they start to understand that, whoa, for the first time in my life, I'm seeing how I work. Because until now, I had no shaykhs to actually understanding what Shtika was. And me Mela, I didn't understand how I used my Dibur. And me Mela, I didn't understand how actually when I used my Dibur, I used like this. And I saw from him that he uses it so differently. Whoa! And I land up knowing myself. And the advantage of knowing yourself is you understand the working mechanisms. Marshall Lamar you are, um, we're all interested in tikkun, tikkun atzmenu, we're all interested in, in, in being oile, in midas. Now obviously the, the question is, a tikkun means that something's broken. So if I were to come into a 
drive my car into the garage and say, you know, I want, you, I want, you, I want the mechanic to do a service. And the mechanic doesn't know how cars work. And he has to fix my car. So all the shockling in the world and all the good ritzoyness and all the kavonas l'shem shemaim aren't going to fix Humpty Dumpty. Because you need to know how the thing works. So it's like a davashe ein poshut uboru kamoyu that if we don't understand how we work, Benjia, personally, if we don't understand how we work, if we don't understand how long we can hold our concentration span and when it starts to drift, just giving that as a random example, how can we work on us modern? We don't know this machine. And how can we get better? If I don't know if I'm a visual learner or a kinetic learner or an auditory learner, and now I'm going to share and I say, okay, I'm going to try to give, and I'm schwach in share. I'm schwach, I'm schwach. So I'm going to try to get better. So this is like kind of a people who think that Rotson will change them. They'll say, do you know what? You're not trying hard enough. Try harder. And do you know what happens? You'll fail. But remember, if at first you don't succeed, try, try, and try again. And you'll still fail. <laughs> because the point is like this. People use Rotson and think, you know, I've been trying to, to daven with Kavona for years. And now I'm a Yush. I'm a Yush. I just, it's possible, it's not shaykh anymore. I've, I've spoken to people, we've done Vaidim, and we've done Vaidim on Twitter. And I say to a guy, I say to him, guy's been, you know, Hoshavir, Avreich, once you're going to be Mashbi, I say to him, do you dive in? He says, I don't know. I say, what do you mean? He says, I know that I go to Shachris, and I know I leave Shachris. I have no idea what happens in between. I say, really? That's your Twitter? He says, that's my Twitter. I say, whoa, that's pretty scary. So he says, I've tried so many times, and I've tried so hard, it just doesn't work. So I say to him, okay, well, Tfile is when you speak to the Borealim, right? He goes, yes. I say, do you believe in God? He goes, um, uncomfortable, shifting in his seat. I don't know, I never really thought about that. So I say, well, that's probably important because if you're speaking to the Borealim and you don't really know if it exists, it's going to be an uncomfortable conversation. Going to a room with someone who may be there. And you say, hello, maybe. <laughs> Or maybe, it's, or maybe it's a stum that you, you don't understand the words, or you think they, you just don't, you know. I mean, if you understand the words, Bochat Hashem, the King of Hussein, the Kev of Ramakis, the King of Yaakov. big, Hagibo, strong, no scary. Big and strong, scary God. Maybe those words don't appeal to you on that level. Oh, I never thought about that. So you don't understand yourself, you don't understand the mechanism, and then you think, oh, I'm just going to be better. Because I'll just try harder, and I'll go like this. Mm. <coughs> and you know what? Not that's The Goran says like this. says like this. A person comes and he wants to be oil madragus. So he does something. And it's not the, it's not a feast. It's not a feast where he is. And he says, And what happens? He falls. Why? It wasn't with Seichel, it wasn't with Avona, it wasn't understanding how the machine works. So what happened to it? It went crooked. But he said, but I was trying so hard. Why didn't you help me? How about the time I say no about time I say When you do something, the fee, Seichel Hayosho, then you get Siyat Ishmael. Minayat Shekola Koyfez, ain't Koyfzim Loi? 
can't jump. You can't do things. You want to be something that's gewaldic. I admire Rotten. You need Rotten. Rotten is the, is the fuel that keeps the machine working. But Rotten is not a steering wheel, and Rotten is not a vehicle, and Rotten does nothing to make you move forward other than giving you the energy to start thinking. If you don't start thinking, you don't. Without something like a vibe, it's came out impossible to make any progress as a bento. You can do like these gradual kind of small improvements through there, but to take some fundamental change, very, very highly unlikely. Highly unlikely, you don't know yourself because you don't have a, you don't have a comparison. So you don't know, am I kind of guy who's like, really like, am I a captain or am, or, or am I like, because we all think we are, we all think that we are the world. Step number of the vibe is you choose a noise. Step number two is you pick from that noise a mocker. Step number three is you develop a takona from the mocker. Step number four is you have a feedback session called a vibe where each person in the Vaid contributes his or from that week, and the goal of the Rosh Vaid is to facilitate, to oh, point out that that's a greater aura. And in doing so, he creates value, very crucial skill, the marshal. We were once doing a Vaid in Taiva with Rav Leichter, and uh, we, were, we came to this aura that Taiva is always the Chitzonius. It's connected the Pneumius. No, um... Taiva's Achilla is not the, well, the... Inside the Achilla is the power to nourish me and give me strength. The Taiva says, ah, do same, just go for the taste. That's the Chitzonius of the Eichel. The Pneumus of the Eichel is the Mechaia, the thing that's Mechaia me, the Marshal. So we're doing, I don't know what we're doing, but I came back with the Orator of Leichter, and I said to him, well, I was, I was going to show, and this is wasn't part of that Tukona, but you'll discover when you start a Voida that middles are like this continuum, and when you... Move a middle here, it moves there as well. So I went to Shul, and I went to Mario, and I was looking at the shelf, and there was a brand new cedar, and I thought to myself, well, I'll take that. And I thought to myself, aha, that's Taiva. Because Taiva is seeing the Chitzurinus, not the Pneumius. In the cedar, it says the same thing. So I told Rabbi Lechter the Aya, and he looked at me, and he got so excited. He said, yes, that's amazing. And like, I thought to myself, take 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 well, for me, that, was a, that, that again was a life changer because it allowed me to appreciate some trivial, what I would have thought beforehand, little insight was a gold, it was a jewel. So when you have, you're the Rosh Avad and you're leading a Avad and someone says something, you have to know how to, be, how to weigh the value of a Ha'ara. Um, in the Vaidim I've been, I've, 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 I've seen such precious Ha'ara, mamish jewels. Ha'oras, which is like literally, you, you, the person gives it and he's giving you a piece of coal. And you say, whoa, whoa. And all the things, what would I say? What would I say? What would I say? And you say, do you realize what you said? He says, no. And then you explain to him what he said and he goes, yes, that's what I said. And then you, you give it back to him and now it's like this Polish diamond. Step number one, choose a noise. Step number two, find a makor. Step number three, design a takona. Step number four, have ha'oras. Step number five, Start to, through your ha'oras, recognize your differences and your similarities and the value of day-to-day life as providing many avenues for moving forward in Avodah Sashem. That is, Be'etzem, the framework of Avad. Of course, at this point in time, for you all, it's extremely theoretical because it's a little bit like me teaching you how to play guitar without a guitar. So what we really want to do is we want to become, really see what a vad is, we're going to have to have a vad. 
So we're going to have to have a vad, which means I'm going to arbitrarily throw in front of you. We're going to skip stages one where we all discuss and sit together. What should we work on? Skip that. We'll skip stage number two where you find the macaw. We'll skip that. And we'll go straight on stage number three. What we're working on is we're working on chuva. Okay? Good. I'm glad you all agree. Just nod your heads. Excellent. <laughs> so we're working on chuva. And what we're going to work on is we're going to work on the Rambam. It's in Perik Beis. Halocha. Beisogimah. And that's where the Rambam says, Midar Kashov, Litzoik, and he's got their halocha. And in that halocha it says, Umeshane Shmoy. Our takona this week will be to give ourselves a new name. If we'd like to do tshuva and call ourselves something different, what would our new name be? Let's explain this just a drop more. Adam Arishain was given the krech to name the animals. What is that krech? There are two different things. There's something called a sign and something called a symbol. A sign is an arbitrary representation. For example, um, an A is a, is, a, is a sign without having any direct relationship to the word ah, the sound ah. A map is a symbol because it's in the shape of the continent it represents. There's a difference between a symbol and a sign. A name is a symbol. That means it represents what's behind it. It's an outer construct which has an inner reality and the name captures that reality. When you say it means that right now my name is not your Hebrew name, but your name. That means what's your Haggadah? There's a certain Haggadah of what you are. And now you have to give yourself a new Haggadah. And that's the tough kid of Tshuva, is to be What is your Haggadah now? And what could you visualize as being a new Haggadah? So right now, what we are doing now what we are doing now, I'm, I'm giving you a takona. The takona I'm giving you is, in the course of the next week, you have to sit down and think about the following thing. Now, by the way, this is a very bad takona I'm giving you, and that's because we don't have time to discuss. And the reason why it's a bad takona is because um, it's not a natural part of your day. The ideal takona is when it's a natural part of your day. So this is not a natural part of your day because you're going to have to take out time to do it. And therefore, as a result, only about 10% of you are going to do this takona. It's an amazing thing. Right now, probably 60% of you think you're going to do the Takana. By next week, I'll come and say, okay, guys, what are, what are the results? You know, I told you the Takana that you have to like, give yourself a new name. Like, how many of you did it? And then like, one guy was, I did it. And I say, when did you do it? He said, no, on my way here on the bus. I remember it's going to be fine. The Takana, I thought, my name is Chaim, and I'm going to call myself Shmerel, and it's going to be great. And so, so, okay. So, so now, we could up this by making this, changing your name in, I'm going to change my name. You can pick a specific part of your day that you want to change your name. It could be Tfila, It could be Morning Seder. It could be Bechas It could be Bechas Amazon. It could be Netzilis Adayim Shachis. It could be Moedani Lefonecha. You pick you want to change your name. That means in your yachas to a given thing. It could be you want to change your name clap a relationship. Clap your child. Clap your wife. Clap your parents. You want to change your name. That means you want to give yourself a new mahus. A new mahus. You want to be choyzeh b'chub in that, so you're a new mahus. Pick an area in your life that you'd like to be different. Yes? Good? Have you got one? Uri? Sorry? All of the above. Okay, you can try all of the above, but then you probably will last about 24 hours. I'll give an example. I'm going to pick Ashiyotza. And right now, my Ashiyotza, let's say, consists of this. You go to the bathroom, and then you wash your hands. 
Now when you change it, so what kind of name? What's the word? Well, let's go. It could be like this. So it could be a Hashbar of Carlin. <laughs> or, or, Uvaravai. Nikovim. Nikovim. Chalolim. Chalolim. Or it could be. Sheatas Alavaravai. Nikovim. Nikovim. Or it could be. Do you know what I'm saying? There's Ain't of a Soif. Mamish, Ain't of a Soif. In a Sheatas Alavaravai. You can work on Yira. You can work on Ava. You can work on Karasati. Kilu, you have a different way. What was I before? Before I was called Messiah Lifu Tumoy. And now I'm called a Yore, a Someach, an Oive, the Vos. I see that on a mitzvah. How do you do that on a mitzvah? Okay, for, forget it. Um, Pash is about mitzvahs and averes. So let's, for this moment, we'll do that in that way. I think it's easy. Right, and then that, that's actually not the takana. So if you come back to me and say, I did it, I did it, Rabbi, I took a shiyotzer, I slammed it every single time. Absolutely worthless are. But you said, I want to say to you, and how did it feel? And that's where the horror comes in. You said, it was really easy. I didn't realize a shiyotzer could be the powerful. Oh, there's the horror. You'll say, it was so difficult. I couldn't keep still for those 23 seconds. Or you're going to say, and each one will tell me something and tell you something about yourself. Okay, we got it. We know what the vibe is. We have our takana. What do you reckon, just in terms of estimated like, response? How many of you are, do you think, uh, like, the mindset and just like predictable? Like, who's here is like, uh, Benjo, you reckon you're going to be doing this takana? Yeah, like, I mean, like, uh, there's only one or two that will more people do it. Well, that was the idea, right? <laughs> Thank you. Well spotted. Uh, okay, so, so we know what we're doing. This could be like, this could be like, this could be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then luckily, like, I've got like Rosh Hashanah on my side. Oh, you know. Okay, good. We were good. We're good. Yes, yes. Yeah.